Northland Outdoors Radio. Getting you updated on all things happening in the outdoors world in the here in the Northland. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brett Amundsen, and our next guest is an expert dog trainer and runs Oak Ridge Kennels out of Northfield, Minnesota, and is cornering the market on, on shed dogs and training dogs to find sheds. He's Tom Dockin, and he joins us now here on the radio show. Uh, Tom, welcome back to the show. Brett, nice to be back. Nice talking to you. We're sitting here at, uh, at the end of April, early May. Are guys still finding sheds out there right now? Well, we're getting a little bit towards the end of it now, April. Um, you know, but, uh, obviously any sheds that haven't been found, you know, they're still out there. Uh, peak time, it seems like up here in the Midwest, just for people getting involved with it is going to be, you know, roughly that first of March through and maybe about that third, third week of April. Um, but you know, just about a week ago, um, I came up with one. So, you know, Hey, once they fall there, they're not going to run off or migrate. <laughs> so they're still there. <laughs> Well, did you hear what, what we heard this year, that there were still deer holding on to their antlers uh, very late this spring? I saw that. Um, actually, I was out in South Dakota shed hunting. This was three weeks ago, and, it, and I could very visibly see the deer because it's kind of wide open spaces. All of the larger deer, they had dropped, but it seemed like all of those young deer, those year-and-a-half-old deer, they were still holding, the majority of them were holding their antlers, so... Um, that's true, and you know I'm not a wildlife biologist or anything, but it always kind of seems to me that that the milder the winter, right. it seems like they just carry them a little bit longer. I don't know how much of that is true or not, but it just seems to be the case. Tom Dockin, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Let's talk about training dogs for sheds. Uh, we've talked about this before, and uh, you're kind of a believer in being able to train a dog of any age to find sheds, aren't you? Yeah, well, you can. I mean, obviously, like, you know, dog training in general, the younger you do it, you know, getting them started, um, you know, the easier it is to do. But I know my first dogs that I trained to do it, they were like five and six years old. And uh, these were dogs that already had some, uh, you know, hunting dog training for for birds. And we just kind of, you know, started the process. Uh, You know, it's really easier than most people think. And I'd say the one key ingredient if you're going to have a shed dog, is having a dog that has good retrieving desire. It doesn't have to be a, a retriever breed. In fact, this, there's dogs that run the, the North American Shed Hunting Dog Association, Association trial series that aren't, you know, retrievers. Uh, but a dog with a strong retrieve instinct is, is important because you want to know that when a dog does find a shed out there, um, they're going to pick it up and come back to you. Because a lot of times you won't even see the dog find something. So that, that's primarily the key. What's the first piece of advice you give someone that's trying to train their dog to be a shed hunter? Well, it's, it's pretty simple. So I always tell people, um, if you have a dog that likes to retrieve, just think of that antler as like your training dummy or a tennis ball. All it is is an object for your dog to pick up and retrieve. And we'll just start off by just a fun play game. I'll take a, a piece of antler, probably about six inches long. I'll cut the tines off so there's no sharp points on it. And we'll just play some fetch. Uh, that's why you can start with a puppy. I mean, just giving it a short toss and encouraging them to retrieve. No different than if you were tossing a ball. And you're just going to imprint them on that particular object. So instead of taking a dummy out, you just start them retrieving that antler. And then, you know, that's step one. And then you can start moving on to your other steps. 
talking about being out there and maybe some people in the northern part of the state or in different parts of the region where there might be some traps set out. Is there anything you can do to help shed hunters with their dogs when they're out walking an area that might have uh, that might be shared shared land with trappers? Well, you know, biggest problem there is going to be wouldn't probably be as much with a leg hole trap. I mean, from a fatality standpoint, but anytime you're in an area where they may be doing some snaring or if um, they have conifers set out, like for beaver or, you know, bigger uh, bigger predators, I mean, I, I would suggest that somebody get on a website and just know what to do, know how to get one of those traps off of your dog if uh, that would come, uh, come in contact. Nowadays, your snares are supposed to be able to be released. Uh, be able to release them, uh, but you want to make sure you know what to do. I know when I pheasant hunt, especially, uh, and I'm in areas where I know that snaring is going on, I will have a pair of uh, wire cutters with me uh, just in case something would come up along those lines. So, yeah, it's, it's something to think about. You don't hear about it a lot, but, you know, you, you want to have your dog's safety in mind. There's no doubt. Tom Dockin, our guest, Northland Outdoors Radio. The North American Shed Hunting Dog Association recently wrapped up its world championships. How'd that go, Tom? Uh, had a fantastic weekend. It was uh, we ran the 16th and 17th of April at our at our facility in Northfield, and uh, we had over 140 dogs that qualified this year to come to the world championships. Uh, dogs from all across the country. Actually, the dog that won the amateur and the open all age. Uh, was a uh, dog from uh, New Hampshire. They came all the way out, wow. had a great competition. Uh, Josh Miller from uh, Hudson, Wisconsin, won the junior division uh, with the dog, uh, a Midwest dog. So uh, just the popularity of shed hunting and shed hunting with dogs, you know, has really taken off within about the last four or five years. And uh, we can see it in the number of people, the competitions, and the number of clubs that are starting up all over the U.S. How many qualifying events took place leading up to that, and how far and wide are those qualifying events spread out? Well, right now, you know, the core started because we started the whole organization right here in Minnesota. Uh, but the core was here to begin with. You know, now we have clubs uh, in Wisconsin, uh, Ohio, Indiana, uh, Missouri, South Dakota, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, soon to be in Pennsylvania, North Carolina. So what's happening now is it's just branching out and it's starting to sprawl out. The thing is, you know, really uh, antler shed hunting is kind of all across the U.S. I mean, so if we were talking pheasants, we'd be saying, well, it's pretty much Midwest here. But, you know, whether it's white-tailed deer or mule deer or elk, I mean, that's, that's all across the United States. So, you know, the potential for growth is great. And uh, the more competitions that you get, uh, the, uh, the improvement of these dogs from year one, just in the talent level, to what we saw this year, uh, it is amazing. And I think the big thing, anytime you start kind of putting the competitive nature into these sports, what happens is it really spurs people on to train. And the quality of the dogs is absolutely unbelievable. Tom Dockin with us here on Northland Outdoors Radio. How do those qualifying events work? What do the dogs have to do there? Normal qualifying event, and there's there's three divisions. It's called, we have a junior division, and that's for any dog just starting up, regardless of age. 
junior, then we have a senior level, and then a master level. So at these tests, a normal setting, you would have a course set up. It could be either in the woods or really any kind of a terrain where you may find antlers. 15-minute uh, time limit, and you're going to have six antlers on your course. And uh, at one of these uh, trials, uh, to be able to get a pass, you're going to have to find all your six antlers within that 15-minute time limit. So it's just a pass-fail basis. In order to get your junior title, you have to complete six trials and pass. Uh, then the senior level, the difficulty level goes up, obviously a notch, and that's after you've completed your junior level. And then up in our master level, uh, you've got the difficulty, greater dogs are going to have to not only find the antlers that are placed, but sometimes they're going to be placed underneath some brush. They're going to be set in the water. There's going to be some tines maybe showing. Dog's going to be able to have to pick them up, say like you found a shed in a creek or something. And then they also have to be able to retrieve a elk antler. And it's a reasonable elk antler. It's not something where the dog can't <laughs> handle. And we, we want to make sure that by the time these dogs get to that master level, that they've really, you know, shown that they can do just about anything, you know, out in the field. Looks like qualifying events for the next world championship are already scheduled to start here in May. Yeah, we've got them uh, starting in May. They'll go throughout the whole summer months, uh, into the fall. And uh, normally that last qualifying event uh, to go to the world championships is going to be somewhere around the 1st of March because the, uh, the world championships uh, is going to be taking place right around that first week of April to about the 15th, and that's always predetermined well in advance. But if people want to keep track of, of where to go to these trials and get all the information to do it, the, the website to go to is called SheddogTrainer.com, and it'll have a, a list of all the events that are coming up. Uh, it's a good way to kind of keep track of what's going on, how to enter, who to contact. Sheddogtrainer.com. Tom Dockin, our guest, just a couple of minutes left here on Northland Outdoors Radio. How about this time of year for, for people listening right now, if they're not interested in, in uh, training for finding sheds, what should owners be working on with their retrievers? What happens is most people forget if they have an existing hunting dog, they forget about the problems that they maybe came in contact with during the last fall. And I always tell people, you got to kind of consciously go, what were some of the areas that I was having problems with? Was it an obedience problem if it was a retriever and you're a duck hunter? Was it breaking every time that you, you know, stood up to shoot? Uh, was it a retrieving problem? Now is the time that you have to tackle and start working on those specific areas because you start getting into August and September when most people start to think about it. You really don't have a lot of time to get enough repetition on the dog to actually take care of those problems before the hunting season comes up. So right now, it's, it's I think it's more assessment time and then getting a game plan together. Okay, how are we going to how are we gonna make things better for next year? Yeah, I, I don't think you can spend too much time with your dog. I think it's so important to spend the time with it now if you want to have a good time with your, with your dog in the fall. Tom Dockin, Oak Ridge Kennels in Northfield, and, of course, SheddDogTrainer.com. Thanks for the time here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Brett, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. All right, coming up before the show is over, we've got Lyle Held. He's the new South Dakota state record holder for smallmouth bass. The fish was released, by the way. We'll talk about how big that fish was and what lake he caught it on. He's next on Northland Outdoors Radio. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.